Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers. Four and one. Welcome in to episode number 219 of the Talking the Line podcast on this absolutely beautiful Tuesday of Bets, also known as, so you don't have to check your calendar for the first time today, February the 8th in the year 2022. Have an absolutely loaded show on tap for you here today, my friends. We got plenty of bets to get into. We got plenty of insights and analysis to cover, and we have more than our fair share of rabbit holes to dive into. But before we do all of that, my friends, I need you to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the ttl pod on if you are watching on youtube you might as well hit that notification bell over there as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping from the crew like the wise words pod coming up here on uh, wednesday at 12 p.m central standard time tomorrow or if you're watching uh the show on our one of our social media platforms make sure you hit that like button that follow button there so you never miss any of our additional social media content or if you're listening to the show on your favorite podcast directory make sure you hit that subscribe button there too as we do release the audio of every episode after each live show is complete next item up on the docket you could be so kind you can find it in your heart to do so while you're watching today's show hey hit that other like button leave us a comment leave us a rating jump on over yonder in the live chat if you are watching live you know we love to connect with you live on the show maybe also hit that share button too send it on over to your brothers sisters mothers fathers aunts uncles friends enemies neighbors people who live on the opposite side of the damn globe as you but you would refer to as a good old-fashioned ticket cash and degenerate because that's what we are here at the ttl pod and we can't thank you enough when you choose to do all of those things because it only helps us make t TL Sports Media, bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last, certainly not least, head on over down there to this episode's description. You'll locate within that uh, description the Talking the Line link tree. And within that link tree, you will find the TalkingTheLine.com website, all of the TTL crew social platforms, and our additional content so you can consume all of that jazz in one convenient location, however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people joining us for episode number 219 of the TTL pod. Holy smokes, it's time to fly when you're having fun. I can't believe we've already clipped past 201, 2, 3, 4, well, we're on 19, 4, you know we're going to be on 300, you guys. I can't even, I can't even fathom to think, to even believe where we'll be with episode number 300. I don't know, but I think maybe the man that joins me on this show might have an idea where we'll be at that point in time. So without further ado, let's bring him on in. 
You know him around these parts as the co-host of this TTL pod, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend, and you must not ever forget the TTL crew's resident Southsider and cheesehead faithful himself, Mr. Riley Armax Magnuson. Partner! Oh, I'm all over the place this morning. Partner! How you doing over there today, pal? Dude, the view from the moon is looking good. Episode 300. I'm in the future. I see it. It's uh, nice, and, nice and cozy up here, dude. <laughs> I am, uh, I'm feeling fantastic, dude. We didn't talk about it yesterday. I'm sure we'll get it in the second half. It is uh, NBA trade deadline week. We've already got Woj bombs going off mm-hmm. uh, at, within your intro, my friend. So, uh, oh, shit. Plenty to talk. CJ McCollum to the Pelicans, my friend. Really? I yes, was seeing sir. that it was potentially <laughs> in the works. So, wow. Yeah. That's big a big moves. pickup. Yeah. That's so hopefully we get some more news. Sure. Uh, I think it's Thursday is the deadline, but maybe we'll get some news. Maybe we'll talk about that. But either way, sure my enough. man, I'm doing fantastic. How about your side? Oh, come on. You ain't even got to ask at this point in time. It's a spectacular day to be alive. The rest is up to me and me. And on this side of the screen, I'm choosing to spread positivity. Um, outside of that, nothing major, man. Um, nothing too crazy going on this morning. A couple of uh, late-breaking news announcements. Like you said, we'll talk about it second half of the show. Um, but we're a full transparency show here at the TTL pod, so the first thing that we got to do is recap all of yesterday's best bets of the day. Now, I got to find myself somewhere in between here, because uh, as a crew, wasn't the greatest ahead, day. Go for, ahead. For me, personal, had a spectacular day. So we're just going to find ourselves right in the middle. Some days we have this like days like this, but I'll tell you what, mind a goldfish, the man that sits next to me over yonder, is ready to already reset. He's already passed these two games. It's bad beat central, but... You know, we never hide them from you. We never will do such a thing. So without further ado, my friends, the TTL Crew's best bets from February the 7th, 2022. Okie doke, artichoke. Uh, first thoughts right off the bat, your own today. What happened? Uh, well, my man, uh, my view, uh, you're coming to me live from the CLV can, first of all, over <laughs> here. Knicks dropped down to six and a half absolutely miserable beat one of my worst beats of the nba season dude um leading or within a bucket or two for 45 minutes of that game down by three Mm. three minutes left Mm -hmm. and rj barrett with a few seconds left two free throws to catch the eight and a half he only hits one and we lose by nine so that one i would take 10 times out of 10 partner you i was very confident yesterday dropped down to six and a half i would take that one again 10 times out of 10 the other one dropped uh down to 132 from like 137 that one was just a total whiff i'll be honest with you on that one Ah, that one went way over obviously it was a hell of a game but uh i take that one back and i stand by the knicks 10 times out of 10 just a rough beat on my things dude I would 150% concur with you on both parts. I uh, I didn't like that Big 12 one, but hey, I I still thought you were kind of potentially on the right side, but that baby flew over, and then, yeah, a couple of free throws. Give me a break. I'd take the Knicks 10 times out of 10 and uh, 50 times out of 50 every yeah. Sunday as well. So there you go, uh, Mag's best bets. Now, hopefully you uh, tailed me as well. A little 2-0 and day. Your boy stays hot on the college basketball hardwood. I got a little bit of a system going, and I'm sticking to it, and I made a stand a few weeks back, and I said, you know what? I'm not getting away from what I know is the right thing i'm not going to just change all my bets because i've been getting crushed i'm sticking to the process it's gonna come around boy oh boy it started to come around george mason plus eight and a half uh my man zayad uh did a little clv tried to do a little mushing on me but uh didn't end up happening they ended up having an electric game uh lost it by three against uh richmond that was a crazy crazy finish and then uh the over 136 charlotte and florida international fly from the ocean bank arena that's right i i'm uh, i remember what we talked about yesterday uh (laughs) that one over 136 easy cash money baby i mean that was nothing whatsoever 
Uh, let's see. Oh, partner, you're uh, you're off of your game, dude. And we haven't seen these for a while. Loveface.xyz's over ah, in the comments shoot. here. You're just uh, blanking out on me. I need you to uh, moderate for me while I host. If you could be so kind as point, to remember those things. So there you go. There you <laughs> have it. All of my best bets. Good to see you, Loveface. You fucking assholes. Uh, moving right along. <laughs> okay, hang on. Can we stop and acknowledge? Here, girls want everyone, even you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read the whole thing. <laughs> Come on. I mean, at least check your damn grammar when you're spamming us, for fuck's sake, man. Good. Hey, please. hey, who knows Who knows how many guys and what they look like have seen that message and say, damn, even me? All right, sign me up. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> oh, as for the Monday Madness Parlay, talk about fuck it. Uh, goodness gracious, Temple, I don't know what kind of a performance that was from the Owls. The USF Bulls are one of the worst teams in all of college basketball, and they let them stick around all night. Uh, Chattanooga Mercer, that was just a uh, case of old overtime busting. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that going to overtime. And well, right at the end, there you go. There you have it. That'll do it. But um, I really thought that was getting to the pay window. The Temple one is what really got me. But yeah. we went back and forth on that a lot yesterday. And it, hey. it, it, But I think if we played USF, they would have lost too. So Right. Right. I mean, we were right about, I think it was like 52-49. So we weren't wrong about USF's yeah. offense, for fuck's sake. But yeah. yeah, 49 points. Give me a damn break. Yeah, Temple couldn't score a damn thing either. So yeah, who knows? Uh, Moneyline Dice, they uh, they cook right along. It was FAMU Moneyline we ended up getting, I do believe. I think it was on the Moneyline. Oh, you're uh, right. I, yeah, it was yeah, FAMU Moneyline. But it, it, it cashed either way. Um, and then we had the over. That bad boy did not. So one and one right. on the week already for the Moneyline Dice. Not anything terrible. I just realized I had my mice, uh, mouse sitting in the middle of the fucking <laughs> Uh, see it. Shit there. But either way, there you go. There you have it. Got to step up my game here this morning. Let's get with it, Colt. Come on. Bring us back in the doggone screen here. Get rid of this bad boy. And it's time to get into today's show, my friends, because we ain't ever going to hide anything from you. So there you go. There you have it. Now, my partner's got a mind of a goldfish. I am staying absolutely on fire. And we are just going to keep this proverbial... Um, bankroll train just steaming on down the tracks how's about that sound so uh my personal goal i'm trying to build this bankroll up for super bowl weekend here so i'm trying to stay hot i'm trying to have clean sweeps i'm going quality over quantity i tweeted it out this morning i am trying to stay on the same track so we can have a shitload of fun come super bowl time because i already got five plus money props at I think three out of five get to the pay window, if not all five. I mean, uh, and we talked about them one one yesterday, recording yesterday's show, the wise words, but plus 166 odds. Maybe tune into that tomorrow. I don't know. But that's my tentative game plan. Uh, Partner, you got two best bets coming today? Two, yes, sir. My bad. No, you're good. Both, uh, (laughs) Both college basketball, right? Yep. One big 12, one big 10. Cool. I got uh, two as well. Mine are both SEC matchups. Kind of uh, surprising. I typically don't uh, don't go out of the SEC, but there you go. There you have it. You have to stick around, see what I got. The mid-major king is uh, didn't see any value in the mid-majors here today, so I saw a shitload of value on these two. So stick around for that. Then uh, speaking of two, we got the two for Tuesday parlay. It is the two for total Tuesday parlay. Two totals for you. One over, one under, I do believe. Uh, yeah, one over, That's one good. under. It's going to be a uh, boatload of fun to talk about that. Uh, plus 250 odds. We'll recap everything, Moneyline Dice Roll, and that'll segue us into taste second half of the show. Uh, who knows what R-Mags has got cooked up for his sidebar today? Who knows what other banter we'll get into? You know, we'll talk about the latest sports and gambling news, of course, but there are plenty of other opportunities to get our tinfoil hats on, to dive into rabbit holes, to uh, get the old rabbit hole diving shorts on, if you will. <laughs> everything in between. Uh, we got plenty of time second half of the show. So for now, we'll get into the bets. We'll get into all the good stuff. Uh, reason why you come here to cash some damn tickets, baby. Partner, you got anything else before we uh, get this proverbial podcast Sunday uh, to building? I don't think so, dude. I'm ready to rock. 
Alright, well, there is one final thing, my friend. Please lift your mugs up high. To me. To you. And all you gorgeous people sipping the black elixir of the gods on this beautiful Tuesday, I bet. Take your sip, I'll be right back. Whoa! Hey now. Ho. Hmm. Hey. Mmm. Now, when I say elixir, oh, that is an elixir. Jamaican me crazy by Jamaican me crazy by Cameron's Coffee. One of my favorites, dude. I hadn't had it in so long. I decided to order it off Amazon. I don't know Beautiful. exactly what uh, what like you know what type of flavors slash blends or whatever. It's like uh, it was some type of like charity. Ian Happ actually Cubs did some like quarantine oh, coffee morale, type stuff. Little morale blend stuff. Maybe I, I, I think don't know. it might have been a little morale blend action. Eh? Might be buying into the morale blend. Maybe that's why you're shining a little bit better over there. You're starting to starting to ingest Coffee's the old good. the old cubby vibes, baby. You know, oh, yeah, get them cubby vibes in your system. Start feeling this. Sick. See, you started started you started looking thinking about your socks again. See what happens? You're gonna turn green yeah, right over there. there. Yeah, 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 asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I should have worn something cubs today, son of a bitch. All right, there no, we go. Let's have some fun. Let's get into the first segment of the day, my friends. Armag's best bets of the day. We'll flip him as per usual over to the opposite side. Turn your volumes way up. Whatever you need to take stock of his best bets, get that on your persons right now. And partner, let him rip, let him have it. And as per usual, you have the floor. Alrighty, my friend. I appreciate you. I'll go to the Big 12 first here in this one. Uh, both these teams coming in unranked, partner. Scoofling a little Scoofle. bit, uh, if you will. Shout out us uh, for the old scoofling. CC Talking but, Line uh, Podcast 2022. Yes, sir. Of course. Um, but, uh, you know, both these teams offensively partner outside of the top 100 AOE, adjusted offensive efficiency. So a part, big reason of what their issues have been lately and all season whenever they're struggling is their offense. Um, this Iowa State offense right now is um, as cold as anybody in the entire league or in the conference or in the country, wherever you want to call it. Uh, but both these teams are very, very, very good defensively, and we've seen what West Virginia can do defensively at home. I said they are scuffling. scuffling. They impressed me pretty – scuffling, sorry. I, uh, what, who am I? Um they impressed me on Saturday, partner, against that, in that Texas Tech game, defensively at least. Obviously, they lost that game, failed to cover, but 53-60 to 60 against a red-hot Red Raiders team, uh, looking like one of the better teams in the damn country right now. That was impressive to me. And their mm -hmm. offense, I know only 53 in that game. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, their offense is starting to pick up a little bit better, uh, and I think their defense is going to get back, especially at home now, uh, back to that, uh, you know, kind of leaning on that and that being a strength of who they are. Uh, they're 10-3 and three straight up at home, obviously, over the last month or so. As I mentioned, leading into that Saturday game, they had really been struggling. Uh, and Iowa State partner two and four straight up on the road. Obviously, this is I got them at minus one and a half. It's up at two, uh, but I feel like these bear mentioning on this close spread here that Iowa State offensively, especially, does not travel on the road, and their defense uh, less of an edge. They have that just extra edge whenever they're in Ames, Iowa. I've tried mm -hmm. to try to back or fade them in certain spots at home, uh, and it just doesn't work out because that they just have a different type of edge. I don't know how to explain it other than that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, a few trends here, and uh, this one is a little bit shorter and sweeter. ISU two wrong ISU first of all. Uh, two wrong and five ISU. last seven on Tuesday, one and four <clears throat> and one, one four and one last six. These are all ATS following a straight up loss of twenty plus. They got absolutely whooped on Saturday, Texas, forty one to sixty three. Uh, mm. That was obviously in Texas, but that offense, I think we're going to see maybe not under fifty partner, but I think we're going to see a similar offensive performance where they don't crack sixty. I do not expect them to crack sixty in this game, uh, and on the 
flip side, I do see that here for uh, West Virginia. Last couple trends, ISU one and four last five versus the team with a winning straight up record. Falling out of the rankings, uh, the AP rankings, so to speak, here um, as of this week, partner, I still think people are going to be buying into them as that team that had been there. I know they obviously are scoofling, but I think people are still kind of buying what they're putting down, and I think that's a mistake. West Virginia has won each of the last five matchups between these two, dating back by at least four points, uh, mm -hmm. dating back to 2019. So I think we see that again here tonight, partner. I West Virginia, I'm not saying they've put up 70, 80 points necessarily, but I think they get into the 60s, and I think they keep Iowa State under 60, plain and simple. So give me West Virginia minus one and a half. It's up at two. I wouldn't go past two and a half, though. I don't know what your thoughts are on that one, but uh, first and final, or not first and final, first and uh, only Big 12 bet of the day is West Virginia minus one and a half. I'm gonna stay out of this one uh, for the, both the good of us, uh, the the good for the both of us, whatever the hell you want to say. Uh, I don't want to mush this for you. I want this to get to the pay window. I want you to uh, get yourself out of the trenches from yesterday. I've been a little uh, tentative on Iowa State and West Virginia, man. It seems like in these spots when I think I can finally back uh, West Virginia or fade Iowa State on the other side of that coin, they kick me both in the teeth. So I'm gonna stay away from this one, but I do believe you're on the right side here. I think old West Virginia shows up, Huggy Bear and the boys at home. But that's your first best bet. What's number two? All righty, number two. A little bit more uh, defense, uh, a little bit better offenses in this one, but still a spot where I see some defenses shining in this one, partner. Going to the Big Ten matchup, Wisconsin mm. and Michigan State. I am going to the total in this one. I caught it under one thirty-eight and a half, sitting at one thirty-nine. Uh, these two teams play January twenty-first. 86 to seventy-four win at Wisconsin for Michigan State. That was it. That's a total of one sixty. Over-under in that game was set at 139 as well, partner. And now we've got another matchup a few weeks later where the total is uh, right about the exact same total. So I do believe we're getting uh, a nice little setup here for these defenses to shine a little bit more. Uh, at home, partner, Michigan State's defense is one thing that I'm really buying into. 63.6 points per game at uh, allowed at home compared to 66.4 overall. Uh, so been a lot better at, at home defensively. Uh, and uh, offensively still uh, obviously better, but 78.3, so it is a lot better at home, but they have been scuffling, scoofling, excuse me, uh, just in general. Uh, 63 points scored at Rutgers, 65 at Maryland, a couple of the bottom of the barrel teams in the Big Ten. So I see their offense continuing to struggle even at home here, but and uh, in that uh, same case, kind of relying on their defense here. Wisconsin defensively, also uh, defensively, very solid on the road. Not much of a difference home or away for them to, uh, defensively. 67.4 points per game allowed on the road. So only about a bucket or uh, one and a half points higher than their overall 66.3. Offensively, though, 68.6 points per game on the road compared to 71.2 overall. Another team that's struggling offensively, partner. We've kind of they've kind of under the radar, not fallen off a cliff by any means, but they're certainly not dominating the way, the way they were through December and January, right? Uh, last three for them, 66 or less against Minnesota, who's got a outside of the top 100 ADE, just a defensive efficiency. Uh, Illinois as well, and then only 51 points uh, uh, scored at Penn State. That's 49th ADE partner, and we've got Michigan State here at 47th ADE. So with this struggling offense going into the Lions end of Michigan State looking for a bounce back, I see this uh, Sparty defense shining tonight uh, in the Big Ten. So for a few trends that I really like, actually, uh, Wisconsin, the under is 5-2-1 last eight versus a team with a winning straight-up record and a big, big sample size, 44-21-1 uh, last 66 as a road dog. So when they're the underdog on the road, they have been 
obviously that's either you know their defense tries to make it a scrappy game or their offense just flat out struggles uh i kind of see the latter i see their offense really struggling tonight or even both offenses for that matter but uh last one here michigan state under 13 6 and 2 last 26 versus a team uh, with a winning road record. So once again, I do see this one being, uh, you know, in the 65, 68 uh, variety here one way or another. So that's kind of why I'm staying away from the spread because I could see it being uh, within that four on either side here. But for my second and final bet of the day, give me the under and Wisconsin, Michigan State under 138 and a half. I'm going to stay away from this one, too. I'm going to let you uh, let you rock and roll this one to the pay window as well. This one's ticked up a few too many points for me to get involved with now. Um, so I'm going to stay away from this one. I think you got it at the right number, and uh, we'll get you to the pay window with your uh, Big Ten under. It's not college football season, but it's college basketball season, and we still yes, are Big Ten wagons to the under, baby. So yes, Wisconsin sir. and Michigan State under, uh, what was it officially, the 136? 138 and a half. 138 and a half. All right. Let me uh, actually pull up. I accidentally closed out uh the doggone graphics we're gonna need for later so let me pull that <laughs> son of a gun back up get this thing off my screen please get off my screen okay that would be great let's get rid of this beautiful all right partner anything else you have in regards to your two best bets of the day my friend no sir i got nothing else take it away from me okie dokie artichoke i will flip the screen do one of these numbers and now you know it is time for my best bets of the day I, too, my friends, have two more best bets coming at you. Uh, we will cook right along. My partner was looking a little confused when I uh, said a little something earlier. They're not both SEC matchups. They're one ACC, one SEC. See, I know you better than the back of my hand. I tell you this fucking discernment shit. If you're starting to not believe it now or not, I mean, hey, I, I, I have a very keen sense of shit. But, yeah, I, I totally fucked that up earlier. One ACC, one SEC. So let's start in the ACC. We're calling this one the ACC Annihilator. Going to the UNC Tar Heels against the Clemson Tigers, my friends. We're taking the Clemson Tigers minus the one. This is the one of the setup lines of the day uh, outside of my second best bet of the day. It's actually two setup lines I'm playing here. Um, this is really not a fate of the Tar Heels because they just got their teeth kicked in by Duke at all. This is a true sharp play and the line bounced to Clemson minus one and a half a few times here this morning but now the books are getting plenty of action in on UNC to where they can hold it pretty steady at minus one and ticked it up to minus one and a half in some spots but I think it's going to hold pretty firm and I think that Clemson is going to run away with this one now I'll talk about them in a minute but I think UNC is really uh or, or I'll actually talk about Clemson let me start with Clemson because I, I think this this bears mentioning now they're due for some positive regression and I'll let you know why I mentioned that once we get to UNC but they're 339th in luck rating per Ken Palm and they have just been getting kicked in the necks the teeth the chest the sacticles left right and center I mean right towards the end of games they begin so unlucky there's 358 college basketball teams my friend they are almost <laughs> dead last in luck in the entire country so something you got to think about there I think especially now with some of these recent wins we've seen them have uh, I think we start to see that positive regression but also because they're on their home hardwood eight and two straight up seventh and three against the number at home this season now you say what about those three failed covers i say it was a negative or a negative a minus 18 and a half first presbyterian to start the season uh three and a half favored spread against virginia which was an incorrect pricing we now know that virginia probably should have been the favorite in that matchup and they were a uh 10 point favorite over boston college where they failed to cover that goofy game ended up losing outright total bananas 
I'm not worried about any of that because this is a minus one spread. It's not double digits. It's not even anywhere near that. I'm not worried about that at all. And to tell you how good they are at home overall this season, they're 12 and 10 straight up and 13 and 9 against the number. They scuffle, scoofle on the road, but they are terrific at home so far this season. And you might hear a few people say, oh, but Hunter Tyson's going to be out. One of the leading scorers for Clemson. I don't give a damn. Much like yesterday, there's three more double-digit scores right behind him, and now it's time for Daz Bohannon to step up as the next man up, the next forward up, the next big man that needs to make an impact. Take stock all those names and everything I told you, and let's flip on over to UNC real quick. I think the regression monster is coming for them. 60th in the nation in luck rating per Ken Palm right now. So these scoofles we've been seeing are very, very, very uh, worthy. They have been getting way too damn lucky, and I think we start to see a lot of that. I mentioned that they're coming off that brutal 87-67 beat to Duke over the weekend, and they just lost to Virginia last night. So I know it's not apples to apples, but their wins have not been clean, my friends, and they are 1-3 straight up in their last four road games dating back to January 5th. That's right. They've played four road games since January 5th, my friends. This is number five. There is no way that they are going to come in here and absolutely cook Clemson. That is a dominant, dominant team on their home hardwood. Now, a couple of keys outside of that before we get into the trends, we get into play number two. Obviously, that luck rating, that regression, that is going to be huge. I really think that's what we start to see. I think we see UNC start to do this, Clemson start to do this, and maybe both teams miss the tournament. I, it could be very, very, very possible out of the ACC with the way things are shaking out there. So I think that's big, but something smacked me in the face that I couldn't believe. Offense is incredibly similar. You can look all of that stuff, but one key thing was home and away points per game allowed. Clemson, 64.4 points per game allowed at home, 69.5 points per game allowed on the road. Or, uh, yeah, on the road. Their last three games, they're averaging 69.7 points per game allowed, okay? UNC, 83.4 points per game allowed on the road compared to 64.4 points per game allowed at home. And over their last three, they're allowing 83.3 points per game on average. Their defense simply is not there do not depend on it. If anybody is going to struggle, it is going to be the Tar Heels. Do not back them. Oh my gosh, it's only plus one. They're so much better than Clemson. Not in this spot. But you don't believe me? For the first time, believe the trends. UNC, 1-4 against the number last five following a double-digit loss at home. 1-4 against the number last five versus a team with a home straight-up winning percentage greater than 600. And they're also 1-5-1 and one against the number their last seven as a dog. 0-3-1 against the number their last four as a road dog. Clemson, 9-3 against the number last 12 as a favorite. 8-2 uh, ATS last 10 as a home favorite. 6-2 ATS last 8 versus a team with a straight-up winning percentage greater than 600. And they're 5-2 against the number their last seven meetings with the Tar Heels. Give me all of Clemson, minus one, the setup line of the day, my friends. ACC, Annihilator, don't you forget it. I like it, my man. I mean, that luck factor, dude, it's validating because I was all over the Tigers early, but at the same time, kind of a kick in the nuts because it all was just me just getting yep. my ass kicked because yep. of that bullshit luck, dude. Uh, and I like the Tar Heels when they're a bounce-back team on their home hardwood, not necessarily on the road, partner. So maybe next game, if they lose this one, we might be targeting them in that spot. But uh, I like where your head's at with this one a lot. Yeah, dude. This one, this one is huge. I love this one. Now... I said my other one was a setup line too, and I firmly believe that uh, that both of these are just going to be. Uh, I think they're going to be ridiculously easy. I hate to, I hate to say that, knock on wood, but I just I really think I've got these targeted here today. So, 
This one, my friends, is the SEC Sizzler. We're going to the LSU Tigers against the Texas A&M Gigamaggies. And we're taking the Aggies. Plus one and a half is what I locked them in at. And uh, honestly, my friend, this friends, this is just another case of a team being incredibly overvalued on the road. LSU is getting all of the money and all of the bets so far here this morning. Despite that, the number is dropping down and getting easier for them to cover. It just simply doesn't happen. And honestly, Texas A&M should be the favorite. But uh, that's just because of them being on their home hardwood and how well they played. You'll see evidence, evidence of that here in a minute. However... As I always like to say, I'll gladly take any points the books are willing to give me with a much better Aggies team in this split situation. Now, LSU, 2-5 and five straight up and 3-4 and four against the number on the road so far. They just have not played well. They haven't got tested. You look at their overall record, 16-7 and seven straight up, 14-9 and nine against the number. So they're still a decent team, but they just have not been tested on the road. And I don't think we see them miraculously turn around here today. They're coming off of three straight losses. Their last one was as two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against a terrible uh, Vanderbilt team, 66-75, to 75, my friends. And now they're on the road again as minus two-and-a-half favorites at open, and the line is quickly dropping and could potentially even flip in Texas A&M favors by game time. I am all over the Aggies because they're 10 and 3 straight up on their home hardwood 6 and 6 ATS. I don't give a damn about the 6 and 6 ATS because the failed covers were a minus 11, a minus 21 and a half, a minus 25 and a half, a minus 27 and a half, a minus 7 and a minus 9 and a half. Those are none of these numbers. None of them were the underdog spot. I think they take care of it pretty damn handily. Now overall, 15 and 8 straight up, 12 and 10 ATS. So Again, evidence that they were overvalued in certain spots. You can see it with those huge double-digit spreads. They haven't played the most elite competition, but now they're being incredibly, incredibly undervalued in this spot. And I think both teams are in terrible shape right now. If you look high level, their last five, six, seven, both teams are terrible right now. But if there is one thing that any team can lean on, it's being on their home hardwood. And that's Texas A&M and their 66 in the nation in home court advantage per Ken Palm. So I think they lean on that big time today. But there is one final thing. Both of these offenses are pretty similar. However, Texas A&M's defense is much more aggressive. Uh, I was very surprised to see it. And actually... LSU's offense is struggling just a little bit right now. They've dropped a lot of key rankings and positions. So I think Texas A&M's defense is able to control this game on their home hardwood. They're 75th in ADE, 84th in opponent effective field goal, 71st in two-point percentage uh, allowed per Ken Palm, 135th in three-point percentage allowed. And then they're only allowing 62.9 points per game on, uh, on their home hardwood compared to 70.6 points per game on the road. So huge split there to think about. And that's going up against the top. Tigers offense, 64.8 points per game on the road. They score 78.5 on their home hardwood. So huge split there. 117th in AOE, 199th in effective field goal, 172nd in two-point percentage, and 231st in three-point percentage. That's right. That's the LSU Tigers per Ken Palm offensively. And not to mention, I think... These Tigers are going to get real tired because of that defensive pressure, their lack of offensive production, and that's not going to be good for them because they are ranked 169th in depth per Ken Palm, and that's compared to Texas A&M, that's 77th. So I think we see the old Tigers get a little tired and the old Aggies keep annihilating them boys. But you don't believe me? 
believe the trends. LSU 0-5 ATS last five overall. 0-5 ATS last five is a favorite. One and four straight up their last six on the road. That's right. One and four or one and five straight up their last six on the road. I apologize. One and four straight up their last five versus a team with a straight up winning percentage above 600. And one and five ATS their last six versus an SEC opponent. Texas A&M 6-1 ATS last seven following an ATS loss. 6-1 ATS last seven versus a team with a straight up winning percentage above 600 five and0 against the number of their last five is a dog four and two against the number of their last six Tuesday games and the home team in the last 23 meetings between these two is 16 and seven against the number give me all the Texas am gigum Aggies plus one and a half. Uh, you have like the perfect camera angle to do that with <laughs> I don't know why it just it's, you fucking crushed that um I'm gonna stay away from this I do like where your head's at dude I and I would totally agree with you as far as the home home court advantage is what's gonna be the key these I believe teams been here's the to thing me, that's what I'm Go saying ahead. Clemson and Texas A&M have been kicking you in the teeth left right and center <laughs> yeah. and I, I I know this is where your head would be but they just have yeah, not been good to you in certain too, spots honestly. yeah yeah 100 <laughs> and and when I've backed these teams in this spot they've been terrific for me so I'm I'm all over. What I will say, as far as what I like, I mean, <clears throat> both these teams scuffling. I haven't. I don't think we've really seen Will Wade try to dig a team out of this type of hole before, no, have we? Whereas no. Buzz Williams, in a few different spots, we've seen him have a team kind of scuffling like this and then dig them out and be more than okay for the rest of the season. So I like that angle yep. as far as it too. Yeah, no, I, I think they continue to uh, to fall off the face of the earth here, especially with them staying on the road. It's just like, hey, it's just, yeah. man, it does not feel good All with right. them staying on the road. So there you go. There you have it. All my best bets of the day. Let's keep it moving into the special play of the day, the twofer Tuesday parlay. May I correct myself? The T-cubed parlay, the twofer total Tuesday parlay. That's right, my friends. We got two totals coming at you, one under, one over. Let's start with the under. Actually, let's start with the over because it's the earlier matchup. Let's start with the over. We got the Butler Bulldogs and the Creighton Blue Jays. We're taking the over 126.5. This bad boy opened up right around 123, 124. I think it still has plenty of value. My line came out to 128.5, so I think we got plenty of value in that spot there. Uh, Yeah, I want to make sure. Yeah, 128.5 was where I got it. Um, It's honestly kind of funny. Creighton is like the under wagon. I mentioned this to you, partner. In this matchup, they're like the under team left, right, and center. But they got their asses kicked against uh, Butler in the last matchup out. Almost uh, double digits it was, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Absolutely destroyed them. So they're going to have to score if nothing else. So they're going to be ready. They're going to be pissed off. I think they dropped no less than 75-80 here today. I I don't think that's an overstatement. And that being said, why do I mention that? Because Butler is a wagon to the over. They're 4-0 to the over. Uh, Last four games is a road dog. 7-0-1 to the over. Their last eight as a dog overall. 4-0 is the over in their last four games following an ATS loss. Uh, 6-0-1, their last seven versus a team with a winning percentage above 600. That is straight-up winning percentage. I mean, I don't know what else I need to tell you here, my friends. My my, uh, lines have been coming out pretty doggone Pretty doggone accurate on these uh, totals, and I think Creighton shoots the lights out here today. Partner, what do you got? I think I think looking at Butler right now, they had a nice little like a week long stretch where they had a defense showing up, and this Creighton yeah. team that kind of fell victim to that. And now the last two that that's kind of fallen out the window once again, man. And their offense is still doing enough here. And and head to head matchup, uh, recent history. 
That game already 72 to 55 loss for Creighton. That's an outlier, man. Last last season alone, the two games, they put up 93 and 87 on this Butler team. So I think we're going to get back to, like you said, 75 80. It would not surprise me at all. Show enough. I love your thought process there, too. So now let's go to the under. Let's go to the under, huh? Little uh, Cal State Fullerton and Long Beach State University Beach, baby. I love me some beach, let me tell you. And we are. Not fading either side. We, uh, we, we, we think, though, the beach could be the more valuable side. However, seems to be that the line's kind of starting to move in favor of the Cal State Fullerton Titans. So if that's going to be the case, we know that Long Beach State ain't going to have no problem scoring because we backed them multiple times, and they've never really had an issue with that for us. So I think this is going to be one of them regular old-fashioned shootouts at the OK Corral down there. We're going... Or no, actually, it's not. It's going to be a little bit of a defensive matchup. Is actually what I'm thinking. I'm I'm going to the overtime. I'm I'm talking. I'm looking at too many screens. I need to close this fucking thing. Is what I'm talking about. I need to close my. Okay, this one, my friends. That is what the public is fucking entailing. This is what we talked about earlier. We talked about the public thinking on a game like this, especially with these two. They've been absolutely just shooting the lights out, and it's due for some serious regression now. And get on the right track here. My line on this one, 138.1, and they got we got it under 145.5. Open 165.5 right around that ballpark, so it's dropping down quick, fast, and in a hurry. The two things that stood out for me were points per game and points per game allowed over their last three games. So their average combined between the two, points per game allowed over the last three, 134.5. And, or, I'm sorry, points per game was 134.5, and points per game allowed 123.6 so i think this one stays way under partner i'm a fucking bowl in a china shop right now get me out of this fucking <laughs> sentence dude i can't even no it's all good it, it looks like certain spots got to drop it down to 145 um and we kind of agreed like yeah these teams have been scoring decently but look at what they've been doing defensively kind of how you just mentioned with that a uh, point per game allowed man and i think that's Either way, well, if it's one or both of them, I think one of these two defenses shows up. I think all, all we need is really one defense to show yeah. up, partner, let alone both of them. I kind of expect both of them, but mm. I think all it takes is going to be one, honestly, for this high total. Definitely. It's been uh, it's been kind of that key key trend here lately. Those defensive have been showing up. And on Oddshark, too, they had it at 136. So that's what right. really, I was like, damn, 10 points. Holy shit. Now it's quickly dropping down to the 145. So once again, Cal State Fullerton Titans and Long Beach State Beach. Hopefully you're not confused now. Under 145 and a half. <laughs> All right, to make sure everybody's not confused, we'll just get right into the best bets of the day recap so we're all on the same page. You're sitting at home, baby. You're sitting and we at home. Yeah, hey, hey, it's all good. We'll get it rocking and rolling. Here we go. Let me do this. All right. Now, one of these numbers. The TTL Crew's best bets of the day are about to be live in prime time. But, my friends, we need you to. Rip out your sports books, pull out your pens, pencils, and paper, whatever mode, means, or method you utilize to take stock of the TTL Crew's best bets of the day. Because now, for the first time, live and in prime time, the TTL Crew's best bets of the day are now behind the TTL Crew. Please, so kindly Help. turn your attention to the top left portion of your screen for our mags best bets of the day. He's got two coming at you, both from the college basketball hardwood. He is taking the West Virginia Mountaineers minus one and a half and the Wisconsin Badgers against the Michigan State uh, Spartans under 138 and a half on the right side of your screen. My two best bets coming at you. I got the Clemson Tigers minus one and the Texas A&M Gigamaggies plus one and a half for those two bad boys. 
boys and then right above us. The two for total Tuesday parlay, my friends, you are going to hammer in the Cal State Fullerton Titans and the Long Beach State University Beach under 146. Quick, 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 get in. It's going down to 145 now. And the Butler Bulldogs against the Creighton Blue Jays over 126. We are comfortable with a few more points of movement on both of those in the correct direction, but I see four straight plays one special play that are going straight to the pay window and bankrupting every damn book on this marketplace but before they can do that we need you to lock them in hammer them home sprinkle a little bit of dough down whatever you need to say just make sure you get today's ttl crew best bets of the day that are clearly primed for ticket cashing and whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book Ooh, baby, I love it. Don't try not to look at the damn screen, partner, because the name I, is on the court. I already did, man. I fucked up. Sorry. It's a little John Coliseum. I fucked up. Ah, damn it. I'm mad. <laughs> I didn't realize it was on the court, dude. That would have been a fun one. Did You You didn't know that one, did you? No, no. In? No, I didn't. I also I also didn't know yesterday's, but I looked in the corner, and it did say fucking Ocean Bank Arena in the corner. Oh, really? Yeah. It, it was like on a pillar behind some words, and I noticed it this morning. I was like, oh, it really was there. Oh, shit. Oh, damn yeah. it, dude. I got to do a little vetting. A little vetting before you put these bad boys up there. I guess so, dude. I got put a little fucking just black mark there or something. <laughs> Oh, is that where the I you mean, bastard fucking rapper name? And you would have been like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, that, is it is it really is it really uh, that? What is it named little, after? Like uh, Little John and Robin Hood? <laughs> no, it's a uh, guy's last name was Little John. He was like oh, he worked for Clemson in the early days of Clemson. Oh, like like that. like Mike Little John. Yeah, okay, I get yeah, what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. James okay. C. Little John. James C. Little old Jimmy Little John. Class of 1908, <laughs> baby. Shout out. <laughs> old Jimmy Little John. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, hey, T's and P's. I don't know. Jimmy Little John. Hey, so I don't know what your parents were thinking. <laughs> okay. Jimmy Little John. And Jimmy back Little in what, John. In 1870. Oh, old had? Jimmy Little John. Okay. Uh, before we get to. <laughs> Way too far down that fucked up rabbit hole. Uh, Moneyline dice roll of the day. The Michigan Wolverines against the Penn State Nittany Lions. Let me uh, bring you in here. Little so Jimmy. I, I could see it. Little Jimmy. That, is that a mummy, bro? What are you? <laughs> it's are a you... fucking goofy-ass like, head statue. That looks oh, like I was like, bro, are you showing apart, me a statue, a mummy of this guy? What What don't we know about this guy, dude? Oh, it's a statue. Okay. I thought there was a mummy. I was like, bro, did this dude like mummify himself or something we didn't yeah. know about? Freaking looks like it, dude. Okay, well, either way, little John Coliseum, there you go. There you have it. You know who the hell the guy is now per statue. Look him up if you want to know even more. But we drive on into the money line dice roll of the day. Now you see it in the ticker, Michigan Wolverines, Penn State Nittany Lions. We need to know the details. So, partner, could you be so kind? Oh, I was, uh, yeah, absolutely. I was, usually you have uh, something else behind that. I have no, nothing at all. Straight to the point. Let's go. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, we are in Penn State for this matchup. Trying to find it on my damn sports book here. Uh, down to Michigan State, down to minus one and a half favorites. Penn State Ooh. plus one and a half. Ooh. Michigan on the money line, minus 130. Penn State plus 108. The mm-hmm. over-under is 129 over here on FanDuel. Uh, so I do believe that one has moved down from – actually opened Michigan minus two was where it opened, so only a half-point movement so far. It was up at two and a half for a second there. Um, 129 and a half in certain spots, but, uh, yeah, we'll stick with 129 over on Fatal. 
Okie dokie, artichokey. That's what I got it at here. So it doesn't look like it's moved there. But uh, Michigan State, despite, or Michigan, despite being the favorite, starting to uh, move down in the wrong direction. So, hmm. I don't know. Neither does Mags. This one's too confusing for us. So we yield back to the money line dice. And the first roll of the day, are we going to the home team? Penn State Nittany Lions. Or the away team, Michigan Wolverines. I don't know. Neither does Mags. But I promise you, we all find out. Oh, fuck. In three. In two. I dropped the die, but now I got it. In one. Away team! Okay. Away team. Michigan He's Wolverines. trying to get on that fab vibe. Fab vibe. Away team. Michigan Wolverines. Moneyline ATS. Are we laying the point? And a half. Or are we going to the money line? I don't know. Neither does Mags, but I promise you we all find out in three, in two, in one. ATS. All right. ATS. Okay. ATS. Michigan minus one and a half unofficially. We go to the wild card roll of the day. Now, are the die doubling down? Are they going to need a re-roll here today? Are they going for another total play? Trying to go 2-0 and on the day for the first time in what seems like has been forever. I don't know. Neither does Mags, but I can assure you we all find out in three, in two, in one. Home money line. That'll be Damn. a re-roll. Home right, money line. Okay. So straight up, no formalities, no nonsense, no goofiness. We go right to it. Without further ado, goodness gracious, I got shit flying all over here. Without further ado, one roll, one time for the one time. We have the home away die. We have the money line ATS die. And we got the wild card die all in here shaking up little... Dice ASMR for your Tuesday afternoon. Without further ado, my friends. Home. Money line. Away ATS. All right. So there's over two. Dice. Here we go. All right. Come on, Dice. Here we go. Three, two, two. Roll number three. Come on. Home. ATS. Home ATS. Home ATS. Hey, Home ATS. Lines. Double down. All right. The dice have spoken! If you want a guaranteed take one ticket to the window tonight, no questions, no qualms, no quarries, not per any living, breathing human being you see here, but per the all-knowing, ever-present, ever-powerful money line dice. Hammering right here, right now. Penn State Nittany Lions, plus one and a half. Okay, thank, thank you, dice. you, dice. Thank you, dice. Okay, let's see what the, let's see what's going on here, dude. Let's see what's going on here. We'll do a little uh, a little traction action here after uh, that. So yeah, one and one to start the week, my friends. So we got uh, Penn State plus the one and a half. I like that a lot, actually. That's kind of where that's kind of uh, where I was leaning. 59% of bets on Michigan, 69% of money on Michigan. They drop that back down a hook. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of where I was leaning. Very yeah. interesting. Very, very interesting. Okay, my friends. Here we go. There we have it. Penn State plus one and a half. Lock it in if you want to ride with the money line dice. Thank you very Thank much. You hey, and if you want your own money line dice or any of the other dope-ass merchandise they got over there, like the tracking book I just used, or maybe the MMA scorecard, or any other merchandise. They're wearables. You know the drill. Head on over to MoneylineDice.com. Get everything in the cart that you want. 
the more the merrier because you get a better discount if you do you get it all in your cart you go over there you enter code ttl10 at checkout that's ttl10 for 10 percent off your first order at moneylinedice.com shout out to the crew over there at moneyline dice we appreciate the hell out of you and uh you guys should too so there you go there you have it today's moneyline dice roll of the day Dice oh. are due to get hot, dude. Oh, aren't they, though? I'm telling you. They're, they're, they've been due for a hot minute. They, I mean, hot minute they've been due, for crying out loud. I, I, I don't know what the hell that two weeks ago was. It was like a streak of just like 2-13 and 13, the last 15. I mean, we were just... Hey. Maybe they're baseball dice, dude. I don't know. Oh, well, hey, you know, that's a, that's a game. Maybe they are. They didn't do too bad during the MLB season, so maybe maybe we just leave them alone. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe that's a discussion for another time, another place. I don't know, but what is right here and right now is the second half of this fine pod cooking right along 50 minutes past the top or uh past uh yeah i guess past the top of the 10 o'clock hour almost 10 minutes until the top of the 11 o'clock hours so either way you want to look at it let's kick it off partner what's been burning on the brain melting on the heart festering on the soul that you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 219 of the ttl pod on this absolutely gorgeous february 8th 2022 my man, less nonsense today. Interested in having a good-ass conversation here. Uh, we've talked about a few of them so far, my friend. About a month away from March Madness. Not talking uh, futures here. That's not what we're saying. A little bubble talk. How about it? Oh, shit. I don't know. I got I to get prevy here. Okay. Let's see. Let me get so some I got, shit pulled uh, up. Fuck me. So, Mr. Joe Lunardi, ESPN. Usually pretty fucking accurate as far as uh, predicting these types of things, as far as who's on the bubble, who gets in. Um so a handful of teams that are interesting. First four out, we talked about them today. Creighton, um, if they lose tonight, that's uh, going to be a steep hill to climb. Don't expect that, obviously. But uh, do you think, we'll start right there. Do you think, I, assuming they win tonight, do you think they're going to have enough in front of them to, to put themselves in position here? Yeah. Well, fuck, I did two weeks ago. I did, I did right. a week ago, and I, I was all the way sold on Creighton being back ready to rock and roll and then they went ahead and jacked around a couple of times here and i i think they really lay the hammer down on butler today especially with that uh that last game being in indiana and butler just absolutely toasting the popsicles off of the blue i mean that was bad that was a bad showing so i think uh, i'm still i'm yeah i'm still all the way in on them and mainly i I could be a little jaded. Like, I love Creighton come tournament time. Always in March. I've always loved back in Creighton. So, I'm just a big fan of the program. I like what they do. But, shit, a little let, uh, a little more lackluster, I guess, is the best way I can put it than what some of these previous teams have been. But, still a damn good team nonetheless. So, I'm still in on the Blue Jays for sure. Okay, for sure. So, they, I mean, they've got uh, they've got some winnable games. They really have, like, a handful of games where they can't lose. Like, they've got Butler, two against Georgetown, then DePaul. I think they got to run the table on those four, honestly. And maybe not DePaul. DePaul's better, obviously, than people realize. Uh, and then they finish it with uh, Marquette, St. John's, Providence, Cross, UConn, and Seton Hall. So their last five is a damn tough slate. So I, I think I'm with you. Um, I don't know. They got a tough slate, though. Mississippi State, though. Uh, I'm uh, starting to— Myth the Tippy State. I'm starting to uh, buy into them falling off of a cliff, for lack of a better term. Would you agree on that one? They're yeah. out right now. Yeah, they, they are out of it as far as it sits right now. Yeah, 43rd still per Ken Palm. And, I mean, man, I, I don't know where he's getting that ranking, you know. Like, they've just kind of been slipping here the last few right. weeks. I feel like they should have been dropping down a little bit more. 
I don't see them beating Tennessee. Um, I see after LSU loses this game tonight, wink, 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 uh, that they go to play LSU and LSU beats the absolute dog piss out of them on okay. their home hardwood. That's when LSU bounces back against this Mississippi State okay. team. And then we can stop fucking talking about Mississippi State because then they play fucking Alabama on the road. They're going to get cooked there. Then they come back. Everybody's going to be like, oh, finally, they get to come back home. We can back the Bulldogs again. And it's against Missouri, who's not been a bad road team by any means whatsoever. Then they go on the road to play Missouri again. So God help them if they don't get the win in uh, Mississippi. Uh, that game is on the 18th, Friday, February the 18th. And then, okay, the next opportunity they got to probably win a game is uh, on the road in South Carolina, but again, on the road. So then you got to wait to come home against Vanderbilt, and that's February the 26th. You got two games left. I just broke it down. They're out. <laughs> They're out. They're that's out. it. That's and it. And then essentially, if, if it lays out how you just laid it out, then they got to make two big splashes in the damn SEC tournament against some big good time. teams, right? So big I think time. Out. Big time. But the team I, you just it, mentioned. It, Sorry, go very, ahead. Very interesting, though, that I, I really – because we talked about it on my best bets of the day, too, with LSU. Like, when when does this LSU team bounce back? And I truly fucking think it's Saturday, February the 12th is the next time okay. they win a fucking basketball game. That's what I think. Well, let's stick right there, dude. Seventh seed right now, LSU. Do you think they bounce back and stay back? Or are they, after that, going to... I, I, the if they're a seventh seed right now, they might be able to hang on for dear life and still slide in, but... You have to weigh, like, okay, there's the team Not that they were for the first two months of the season and the team they were for the last no, two months I of the firmly, season. I firmly believe they lose by double digits tonight. Like, I firmly right. believe this this line is completely wrong, and, like, Texas A&M handles business, and that's going to be another black mark on their resume and that's not going to be a good black mark because texas a&m ain't, ain't been worth a damn like, no. at all so i can't even tell you the last time a&m made it into the tournament like so i'm gonna say that for now they're in but if they fuck around and lose that game to mississippi state like, they'll have to do that and then damn near have to run the table for a good majority of the rest of their games. Because if I look at them, let me look at them real quick. I didn't pull them up. But, uh, yeah, I, I honestly, man, I you said it too. I don't know if old Wade can freaking get these boys out of out of this out of this mess. Because right. even then, man, okay, Texas A&M, like, this one, eh, I'm not worried about that. But Mississippi State, Georgia, South Carolina, like, they have to take care those of those are games. Like, and those are like bad losses on their resume if they lose to them. Sheesh, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. That's and I mean, trouble. Texas A&M out of all of those is the only, like, the one that has the lowest odds of them to win it outright. So I really think we're on the right side. Then they got Kentucky, Missouri, Arkansas finished with Alabama. So, I mean, oh, they, man. They got, yeah, they got like a cupcake. Yeah, I mean, if they lose tonight, they are in fucking trouble because then they have to win those next three, Mississippi State, Georgia, South Carolina, because I truly believe it. I just... I kind of made this play forward thinking into kind of March without like entirely digging too deep in it. Now we talk through it like I truly believe like that's just how shit shakes out in college basketball, bro. They lose this shit tonight. They fucking rifle off Mississippi State, Georgia, South Carolina. They beat the shit out of them. And then they lose to Kentucky. They beat the shit out of Missouri. Everybody thinks they're back, able to get in the tournament. And then Arkansas, Alabama kick their ass back to back. And that's it. Right. Because Arkansas exactly is it. I mean, Arkansas started to pick up, man. We, we were talking about it on pre-show a little bit. At but, least, but, 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 uh, but at the same time, partner, that is only eight games left remaining on Louisiana State University's college basketball regular season schedule. Holy and shit. They get bounced first round SEC or whatever their first game is, dude. They're in trouble. Yeah, in trouble. yeah they're in trouble. But I was more uh, saying that from the aspect of, holy fucking shit, there's only eight games left oh, in the regular 100%. season. Not of all. Oh, let's keep talking about LSU. But like your head was there as well. 100%. Uh, next team, very, very interesting. Been fantastic at home. 
Um, Notre Dame hanging on the bubble right now. However, they are second in the damn ACC, which what the hell does that matter right now? Uh, Lenardi's got him listed as an 11 seed dude. And, uh, you know, we've talked about it with some of these ACT, ACC teams. They just really can't build a resume because Duke is the only one that's uh, any type of win, really. And they lost to him by 20 already or whatever it was. They don't play him again. Um, and so they've played a lot of their home games. They have to go. They get Louisville at home, I think, tomorrow, it looks like. And then at Clemson, I would take on Saturday. That's Clemson all the way. I don't know what the spread will be there. But Boston College, Wake Forest on the road again. Syracuse, Georgia Tech. So even though, like, and then Florida State on the road. So even these teams that are in that higher tier, they got to go on the road too, man. I They might be a top three team record-wise in the ACC. But I, I don't think they're – because I don't think they're a very good team away from home. And – they don't get to play home games in freaking March, so I, I think they're in trouble too. These next eight games are going to be insane for the ACC, my friend. Insane right. for the ACC. And why I was so interested in Clemson today is because of the fact that they're four and seven straight up in in ACC right now, and they're they're literally playing world beaters. I, I like. North Carolina, Miami, and Virginia all kind of on the same wavelength, 8-4, and 8-4, and 9-5, and five. and I think those teams, I, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I truly believe that Clemson handles business, and they know that their season's pretty much over regular season. They're probably not going to make the tournament from where it sits right now, so they're trying to play world beaters to anybody they possibly can. I mean, it, it, you gotta when it gets to this time of the year, you got to start thinking the human element and what the fuck's actually happening on top of how you already do your handicapping process because man oh man with with duke and notre dame both being nine and three notre dame at getting a pretty much cupcake schedule to this point so right. far and then wake forest being right on their tails at nine and four wake forest ain't nobody to shake a stick out now they can't yeah. play worth a damn from away from their home hardwood but i don't acc this next couple weeks here for the acc are going to be wild so Ace, or Wake Forest has still got work to do. Lenardi's got them as an eight. That's really the only – that's like the second team. He's got five ACC teams in, which is honestly a little surprising. Wake Forest yeah. is the only other one that's kind of like – and I, wouldn't, I don't even want to say firmly supplanted because an eight seed right now can certainly fall off a cliff and get out of here. Notre Dame, UNC, and Miami, all three within the last eight that he has in the damn tournament right now. So I agree with Miami. If they continue the way they've been doing – I think they should get in. Honestly, Clemson, I, if Clemson makes a run in it, there's going to be a team that just makes a run and wins six of the last eight and I think gets in. And I, Clemson could be that team, man. Clemson honestly could be that team. The more, and especially from the the positive regression factor that I talked about with my dude, they could <laughs> be that team because, okay, right around in that ballpark, you're talking Virginia Tech, fuck that. Florida right. State, they can't play shit away from, or they can't play shit. Uh, well, I yeah, guess they are yeah. the away team, so maybe, they're, maybe Florida they're State too. Eh, they're all over, but Syracuse, forget that. That's not no. the same Bayheim squad. And then outside of that, you got Boston College, Georgia Tech, NC State, Pittsburgh. Fuck all the last four I just mentioned. And right. Clemson has a shot to run through the rest of them. So, dude, Clemson could be making that late season push. Wow. I, I, okay, this makes me like Clemson minus one even more today. Like, holy 100%. shit. Hundred percent. Like, wow. And the other team, I don't really expect them to. Virginia, after beating Duke last night, they've got them on their yeah. schedule again. I don't think they're going to, but I would say, and they're not in the picture right here, according to Lunardi. They they have are another team that has it in front of them if they can make a run, though. I would say at least, yeah. but I still don't trust their offense enough, man. No, that was an electric no. game, though. Sidebar for a second. Oh my god! Oh, for crying out loud! Yeah, and uh, Reese Beekman. That was only a second make of the entire game. I talking know, about god. offense, my friend. So like, they can't make Jeez. shit. And then the biggest shot of the game is say, oh goodness gracious, anyway. yeah. 
Um, yeah, so UNC, UNC's got to string some wins together. They're also on the bubble. Florida, he's got in right now, man, and we've talked about him. I think it's probably from a gambling perspective. We're just so sick of this damn yeah. Gators team, dude, but they've got to make a run here. Uh, some mid-major teams, though. Um, BYU, he has last four in at large, uh, obviously in the same conference as Gonzaga, so they've got to string together some wins against the team they should. Um, I think they got a chance. Um, and then last four... Uh, last eight that he has out: Creighton, Mississippi State. Already talked about them. Washington State probably probably going to stay on that out. I would say unless yeah, they can get yeah. one of these big wins against one of those Pac-12 teams, right? UAB. Interested to see what you think about them uh, if they've got <clears throat> enough in front of them to be an at-large. I don't. Uh, let me pull open their schedule real quick. I don't think they have enough. Like you know me in Conference USA, the Blazers yeah. have really fucking. I mean, they have really impressed me, dude. I mean, they're 39th per Ken Palm right now, so like right. that's that's nothing that, to shake a stick at. But the problem is, is they've been getting ridiculously lucky. Uh, 287th in luck rating per Ken Palm, so that's that's a little something. But they should bake the popsicles off of a Southern Miss. Um, Old Dominion to be a little interesting, but shouldn't have a problem with their, honestly, they don't, they, they're winning out. They're, they're pretty much winning out. I mean, they got Southern Miss twice, UTEP, UTSA, neither one of those teams are like their football teams. Uh, North Texas, maybe the Mean Green does something, and then Louisiana Tech, maybe, but those two I'm not worried about, and then ODU and the other Southern Miss I talked about, but... I think UAB can potentially win out right now. I mean, I looked actually at the odds yesterday. I wanted to talk about them when we were recording uh, Wise Words, but we didn't get enough. We talked about so right. much other shit. But um, I, it's it's a two-horse race right now between UAB and UNT. So if, yeah. if UNT continues to win out and then they beat UAB, they can win the regular season Conference USA, and that can open up a whole new other can of worms. I really don't know how what the implications of that all are. But... Yeah, right now, fucking North Texas is technically number one in Conference USA West. UAB is number two. They're eight and two. North Texas is ten and one in conference right. play. So, pretty damn close, dude. I, I don't, know, man. Could come I, down to the conference well, tournament championship, man. Honestly, or probably see what North will. Texas is because North uh, Texas one twenty ninth in luck rating. So. Uh, Okay. I think it's going to be... Lunardi's got them in right now as a 12 seed, so like probably yeah. one of the last 10, I imagine. One of the last 10, means, yeah. yeah. So, so okay, well then, I guess... So even if they lose, would they still potentially... I guess what is he basing that off of? Is like UAB fucking running the table and winning CUSA, or is he basing that off I think that's that just like of, what it is right now. Oh. Like if this, if everything ends. So does right he now. not like like does he not like break down the like the rest of their fucking schedule like here potentially like or does he just like oh this is let me just throw a fucking dart at the wall and that sounds right like is that how we, well no like, I mean he does he, do he has like a rating system that he does like whatever it is currently so he doesn't like I don't he's this isn't like a prediction of what would happen by the end of what it is a prediction like after we get through the conference tournaments and then it is his like final prediction right now it's just like if the season ended today this is how I see mm. it gotcha gotcha gotcha. Um, and then last, uh, last uh, or next four out, and then we can uh, move on. Belmont, Memphis, St. Louis, and Utah State. Four, uh, or th yeah, four mid-major teams for the most part here. Uh, is Memphis cooked? Can we just stop talking about Memphis or? Yeah, Memphis is done. Memphis is done. Yeah. And even if and even if they do make it to the, uh, even if they do make it to the big dance. They're they're bounced in the round of sixty four, boy. I didn't even yeah. I didn't even worry about that. And you're gonna start hearing people, oh, look at Dark Horse team. Memphis had a ton of talent, and no, it's just, they're just I'm gonna good. be Memphis, and they're yep. gonna get smoked. Yup. Uh, 
Belmont and SLU, though, man, uh, I think they should, if they can uh, string together some more wins, they Slew, might be able SLU has been one of my favorite March Madness teams since I was like 12, 13 years old right. when I first started paying attention to college basketball. Like, I've always loved the Billikens. Like, so it's been really hard for me, like, transitioning into a professional sports betting analyst role and not being jaded to the Billikens because I fucking love them, man. And, and especially, like, situations today and, and wanting to lay that fucking wood with them. But. I love them. I think they do. This Belmont team this year, dude, has been fucking wagon central. Yeah. Like, regardless of who they play, if it's good competition, it's bad competition. Like, they don't they don't play down. They don't play up. They fucking hammer down regardless of what it is, and you're going to get right. a consistent play from Belmont. So I think that with that consistent play, they can definitely they can definitely be a Cinderella team. I mean, they get in a 14, a, a 15, 16 seed. Yeah, I, I fucking think they could be a Cinderella team and a half. Um, I'm trying to think if anybody, any other 16, uh, 16 seed teams as far as like, uh, mid-major teams that I, I would, I would Some think deeper about. sleepers. Uh, yeah. so he's got, uh, Hey, he's got, uh, so as far as like those like 13 through 16, he kind of projects, I think he just lists like whoever's leading the conference at the time as because yeah, yeah. that is like the, you know, you got to get your automatic bin or else. Uh, Uno Northern, uh, excuse me, New Orleans is, is a team he's got as a 16 team, uh, right now, but, uh, yeah, that's a hard no, so man. No, no. And, uh, Cleveland anybody? state, Cleveland state, Cleveland state scrappy. They've, uh, with what they did against Northern Kentucky, that gave me some pause cause they were up by 17 and then fucking Northern Kentucky ended up winning that one by 12. So that was, that was yeah. absolutely electric. Um, I'm all over the Norse man, at least for the rest of the year. I don't know if they're going to do anything major, but uh, and I also thought that Drexel was going to make a fucking run mm -hmm. this year. And they they fizzled, and then all of a sudden, now the last few weeks, they've been popping off. So I don't know what the hell Drexel's going to do, but I think they fucked up too early on in the year to get a late run. Well, you you got? Uh, I just made that face. They, he's got Longwood listed as a 15 seed. Longwood, the Lancers have been cooking along, boy. They have been cooking along. It doesn't matter if they're a freaking five-point dog or a 15-point favorite. They've been covering everything, left, right, and yeah. center, my man. So... Man, I ooh, keep your eye on Longwood for sure. Longwood has had some solid betting value across the board overall. Um, you know me and I my. I think it up to a fourteen songs. if they make it, dude. Honestly, because he's got like Yale listed as a fifteen seed. That's those two teams aren't in the same light wavelength. No, in my opinion. no, not at all. Longwood, one hundred sixty first in the nation per Ken Palm. Um, yeah, they are a solid little squad, man. They fucking for being for being in the middle of the nobody Big South Conference. 31st in the nation in offensive rebounding, 76th in the nation in defensive rebounding. They're 92nd in the nation in defensive turnovers. If they catch the right matchup, too, they're an upset waiting to happen. Dude, they're 58th per Ken Palm. They're 58th in three-point percentage and 81st in defending it. Like, Ooh, they're, dude. they're oh, sick, please dude. Please give me the they're right sick, matchup dude. for them, man. Let's see, three, six, nine. They've they've rifled off 10 straight wins. It would have been uh, 11, 12, 13, 14 straight wins if they wouldn't have had a scuffle against Abilene Christian. I mean, they've been fucking cooking, dude. They've been cooking. They got <clears> – so they got USC Upstate. The The Spartans are out of that upset kids role, so forget that. Yeah. North Carolina A&T, they were doing that bullshit, that upset kids role a little bit earlier on. Fuck them. I don't care about that. High point back-to-back. -back, uh, the Crusaders ain't doing shit. Hampton, they're going to destroy the Pirates. Radford, no thank you. And then Campbell. Campbell's the only one I see them potentially losing. That'll be a sweat and a half. That right now, I bet you – I put that line right now. I'd put that at minus one and a half long with that's going to be a, I'm not, not even, Winthrop. Uh, uh, no, Campbell, 
Campbell. No, versus- sorry. I, I, yeah, my bad. That was a weird what? question. As huh? as far as another <laughs> team, not you. Dis- uh, Winthrop, another team that could upset him, or are you hard out on? Uh, Winthrop's not on their uh, not on their schedule for the rest of the year, but I do oh, think. I but, yeah, no, I'm just going through their schedule here because I I think Longwood if they just do that now Winthrop, no, I honestly don't because I think the Eagles were that squad last year and they're just not that squad this year. They right. they really were that solid tournament team, and for some reason they just. They're yeah, not the bad. same. And they really I was looking ahead to potentially who they could play in the conference tournament. That's what ah, I was doing. Yeah, you're having conversations in your head about the conference tournament and asking me questions that gotta, you already asked yourself in your head. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> they got to they gotta get through the conference tournament. They ain't going to be I, I was like, where the fuck did you see Winthrop? What are you looking at? <laughs> yeah, my like, fuck, dude. thought I was taking the vitamins this morning. Uh, yeah, so I like that one. Uh, Saturday, February the 26th. Circular calendar. Seriously, though. Longwood Campbell. That'll be probably one of the better mid-major games of the day. I know that's a little ways away, but shit, you know me and my mid-major action. <laughs> Injected into my veins! Starts when Longwood and Campbell. I can't hate come it. On, dude, boy, come on, boy. Come on. Lancers against the Camels. Are you fucking kidding me? That, dude, that's, that's top-notch basketball right there, my friend. <laughs> what else you got? Anyone uh, coming to your head that you like to talk you, you, that you're interested in talking about? As far as maybe a team, that yeah, you know what? Up? You know what? We talked about it a little bit. I, uh, let me know where their ranking is on Lenardi's ship. But we talked about it a little bit um, with our guest of the day uh, for Wise Words uh, yesterday. You guys know him. I'm gonna slip and fucking say who it is if I keep talking. <laughs> I think I already have. I don't know. Either way, um, we talked about it uh, a little yesterday. Providence, man, like receive. Three seed right now, and I want to say that's just a little bit over. Like, I'd like them as a seven. Like, I'd like them as a seven, dude. Like, a seven, (laughs) I would just, like, fucking, my rocks would just be off, dude. I would be so about Ed Cooley and the American Dream, dude, but... I bet they fall to like a five or six, honestly. That would be cool. That would be cool, because I think they would have a lot more favorable matchups in that situation, especially, like, going on into the tournament, too. Uh, yeah. uh, well, dude, the record's off the charts. Like I, yeah. Rothenstein just tweeted it, and I was like, they're they, so they really have that. Sick. So I think they have two straight up losses, right? It's Ed just, Cooley is gonna be coach of the year if they keep it up. It's just they're not fucking very big. Is the only thing yeah. they're just they just they just are not. Ah, they're just not big. And well, like the hell, speaking of, if they run into a team like fucking Longwood, that's an underrated like 14, 15 seed and has some size, like that could be a bad matchup for them. I know, man, because I right now on Ken Palm they're rated. I mean, they're not they're not bad. Seventy first in the nation in height, so I mean it's not terrible. I okay. guess I just they do play just a smaller style of ball though. Like it's just that's just kind of the style. Less of physical, ball. yeah. Yeah, they just play a. St- and I I mean I don't know what the hell, but goodness gracious, I mean, haven't lost a game since January fourth. Haven't lost since November twenty third. Before that. Um, I mean, they've beat and they've beaten just they they beaten the top tier: Seton Hall, UConn, St. John's, G Town, Xavier, Hell in a Cell, Marquette, St. John's again, G Town again. I mean, I don't know. And it was I honestly thought that they if if anywhere they were about to struggle, it was about to be against Georgetown this past weekend. And Georgetown waking, bro. Georgetown is five and one this season when they have a fucking lead or are tied at halftime, and they are in such a bad spot right now that they lost that game and moved to five and two. Like that is how <laughs> bad Georgetown is right now. They flashed it across the screen, uh, like, and I'm pretty sure it was the announcers that jinxed them because they flashed across the screen. <gasps> Might be good time for old uh, Patrick Ewing and the boys. They're five and one straight up when leading or tied at halftime. This season, oh, and this sure come out at fucking halftime, and Providence absolutely just lays the fifty-point hammer down in the second half. I don't know, man. Well, I love Providence. I, I, I think they'll bump back just a little while, but they're gonna have a, a tough, tough, tough way out because okay, they got DePaul like that. I think DePaul's pretty much over with. 
Nova's going to be pissed off, especially if they lose this game tonight. Who knows what the hell's going to happen there? Uh, Butler, that shouldn't be any hassle. But then they got Xavier again. Xavier's going to be pissed off after mm-hmm. they lost to him. Uh, Providence beat him on their home hardwood, too. So Xavier's yeah. going to give everything yeah. they can on the road. Creighton, we talk about that, man. That Creighton game, they ain't going to be no slops in there. And then Villanova again. So I, they don't have an easy way out. But if they... If they fucking handle business with the remaining six games on their schedule, I don't see them moving much past the three spots. So scuffle a little bit, Providence. Give us a little bit more value come tournament time because I want to back 100%. you all the way, man. Ed Cooley, American Dream. 100%. It's going to be tough. Uh, last Love. thing that I'm interested in, man, uh, Big 12, he's got seven teams, seven out of the ten teams in right now. But these games have been dogfights, man. And uh, one of these teams might fall off because they're just in too many of these damn close games. Oklahoma, he's got on the bubble, man. And I I literally just clicked on Oklahoma. (laughs) Did you? Uh, So West Virginia, uh, OK State, and K-State are the three teams that he has out because of straight-up records. K-State got dealt a bad hand. I think if you restarted the season with full health, they could. I think they'd be in that conversation. Go ahead. You know why he's got that? Right now in Ken Palm, the Big 12 is ranked the number one conference in college basketball. It's good, dude. Yeah. That's, That's what I'm saying. That's like, I think one of these teams might fall out just because these games are so scrappy and, and, and everyone's tough, man. It's hard to string together. Win. Like, there's going to be mm. one of these teams that are kind of on. Like, he's got three of them, I think, like on the eight nine line, and one of those teams is going to start scuffling. Just so who's they, he? Who's he got? Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech, Texas, and then who? all four of those pretty firmly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then who? After that, uh, TCU um, definitely deserves it with their record, and then um, Oklahoma, and I think he's got Iowa State hanging on. Yeah, he's got Iowa State hanging on as a nine right now. Maybe with their overall record, they played some bullshit teams in being TCU. They're four and four straight up in conference play. Right. Um, Oklahoma three and seven straight up in conference play. Get out of time. They're done. They're so is so he's is like, Iowa State. I think Iowa State yeah. and Oklahoma are both done. I think I think they're getting replaced for sure. And then TCU yeah. maybe if TCU stays hot. I was thinking I was interested in laying the three today with TCU, honestly, against the uh, Oklahoma State Cowboys. But I just, again, you you have that you gain that look. That's just like, are are they really? Are they really there? Are they really back? Ah. You just don't. I don't know. I think that fifteen and five on the season is a little bit fugazi. So I, I'm gonna say I'm I just get excited looking at at this. Just looking at a freaking bracket for freak's sake, dude. And he's got. I mean, look at that. Uh, he's got Wake Forest versus TCU as the eight nine game, dude. Two teams that have straight up have looked awesome. But like you said, just you, you just, know, maybe you not as good as you back, think. You just took me back to fucking eighth grade lunch, fucking sitting at the cafeteria tables and fucking teacher walks by and. Like, looking at a freaking bracket are you are you like just a freak this is a <laughs> i don't know why i said it like that i just was transported dude it was so my, what just happened in my brain was fucking electric um I, I don't know man a lot of shit still to shake out a lot of teams still to show up not to show up i don't know what's all gonna happen we got a we got a lot but basketball dude dude i do too and then before you know it it's march and then before you know it it's all going to be over with, and we're going to be praying to the Almighty above that we uh, get MLB and uh, don't have to not have a season because just after college basketball gets over, we're talking NBA playoffs. We're talking a couple of month or two NHL playoffs, and then see you later. How you doing? Keep it moving. It's over with, and then, oh, shit, what do we do now? We don't have MLB, so we don't need that. Rob, man, dumbass, please get your shit together, and uh, let's stop blaming everybody about the MLB's problems and just worry about the MLB's problems and take care of those and stop worrying about everybody else's problems. Let's, let's, let's get that CBA taken care of. That sounds like a good idea to me, but who am I? What the hell do I know? There's probably a reason why I don't sit around the tables at those meetings, but 
Ah, oh, fuck that, there dude. Go, get him in line. I'm, that's what I'm saying, dude. It's some bullshit. I just want to watch some baseball, and I have tickets to cash. I have rebounding to do on the diamond, my friend. I have hot dogs to eat, beers to drink, and the luscious smell of Kentucky bluegrass to inhale during the months of April to September. So quit fucking around with me, okay? That's all I ask. That's all I ask. How sweet does that sound? How sweet does that sound? It's I just listen to those things. I just listen to those things. It's so great. I'll be so freaking upset, dude. Last year had had a decent season opportunity to go. First year living in Chicago, we get a 60-game shortened season. Nobody in the stands. I had about five different games bought with tickets. Didn't get to use a single one. Got my money back. Last year, got out to a couple. Um, and, uh, yeah, now I would probably go to a half a dozen if I could, and I probably, I will if we can, but I I pull stadiums, dude. You hop on the the red line, connect them both. You can go to two in one day. 150%. 150%. (sighs) Do not cancel baseball for crying out loud. Figure it out over there. Okay. Um, in other news, Lewis Riddick potentially becoming the new GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are interviewing him here today. Kind of slipped under everybody's radar out of nowhere. Kind of wild. I don't know uh, what in the world's going on there, but uh, we'll see what happens. I didn't know he was GM material, but what I do know is he was head of the Players Association when he did play back in the day. So maybe he knows a fucking thing or two. I don't know what that what that gives you, but hey, rock and roll. He's been in front offices uh, a few times before he went over to ESPN. Not quite. I don't think he was. Maybe he was GM. Honestly, I'm not totally sure. But it's just <laughs> interesting because we've been hearing his name the last like three years whenever someone yeah. needs a GM. And it just it was more so just like click. Not, I don't know if clickbait is the right word because I, I think he would be good for the job. But uh, on the flip side of whether he's going to be GM, Peyton and Eli, more of an actual uh, Monday Night Football, not on ESPN2, actually taking the main stage next year. Please and thank you. Yeah. I would um, second, triple, and quadruple that motion all the way to the pay window, my friend. Um, yeah, like I, 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 I can't, I can't stand the, I can't stand the announcers. I just can't. It, it's terror or the color commentators, whatever you want to call them. And I, I like them as human beings. I like them in other roles. I, I don't want to shit them. talk them, but it's just like. Greasy Levy, this ain't your fucking gig. This is not. This ain't. This ain't it, Bubba. This ain't it. This ain't it for you. This ain't it. I wanna. I wanna learn about. Like everybody can watch and what's going on. I wanna know why they just did that. I wanna know why certain things are fucking happening. I wanna go into some other rabbit holes instead of. Oh, his his wristband is very good looking on his arm tonight. Like what? Like I mean, I, I like. I don't know why like ESPN just isn't dropping the bag for for anyone that's a home run dude, and uh, if it's not Peyton and Eli, well, then what I want to know is why like if it was more like Omaha Productions based or like what the deal was with them like taking weeks off and like what maybe it was like ESPN trying, oh, is this really like are these real numbers or well, let's right. take them away for a week and watch everybody flock over to ESPN and then nobody did and they were like oh fuck nobody actually likes that shit anymore oh okay people like realness people like not fake mask wearing bullshit oh that's right that's right i got you i got you okay so i digress i get off of that uh i get off because you get me on that part of you we had a conversation pre-show i i got some i got some pretty staunch (laughs) thoughts about some of our some of our i don't even want to call them cohorts in the industry keep me off of that keep me off that shit keep me off of that that shit uh, I mentioned at the top of the show, dude, CJ McCollum to the old uh, Pelicans from the Blazers. Blazers get back. Uh, Blazers get back 
Josh Hart, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, uh, Thomas Sadoransky, and some uh, future first-round picks. So uh, not a terrible move uh, for the Blazers, honestly. So how it shakes out, obviously, on paper, it sounds like, oh, my gosh, they're getting rid of C.J. McCollum. Hasn't been, uh, you know, same. peak C.J. McCollum in the last year or so. But also, it clears up a lot of space, and uh, not only on the floor, literally, but also like cap space. Um, and so now it gives them flexibility to build a team actually around Damian Lillard as far as that makes back basketball sense. Because obviously, they tried to pair him with, well, they drafted CJ McCollum and then just tried to make it work, tried to make it work exciting on paper but just didn't really translate to wins right and now the pelicans pelicans get a situation where when zion comes back cj mccollum works really well with uh with there's a cj mccollum will work really well with uh with zion uh spreading the floor there so interesting to see i mean they owe it the blazers owe it to freaking damian lillard to try and put yeah. some type of team together man because he's 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 my favorite player in the damn league dude and uh they just haven't got, given him the opportunity to go for a championship and if it ain't now, if they ain't going to do it now, they just need to let him walk. And it appears that they're uh, trying to do something for him. Otherwise, it's going to be a, a fun career wasted in the grand scheme of NBA history, if you ask me, my friend. Sure enough, I uh, I was actually kind of on the opposite side of that. I feel like Dame has, has dealt with a few too many injuries over the last few years. It's kind of limited the production of fucking C.J. McCollum. And if he could have stayed a little bit healthier from time to time and, and, and got C.J. into a, in a good groove, I I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I think you would rather replace a few other guys before you replace that. But hey, if they want to go in full rebuild mode with what Dame has, maximum five years left, max, maybe seven. I, I'd say five. I'd say probably five, five. at like this peak level of him. I would say yeah. as a top, you know, around the top like ten top. player. Yeah. Well, so you're not wrong necessarily about that. If they are honestly kind of, they were kind of, kind of, kind of handcuffed as far as. It was essentially Dame and CJ, and then just a, they just didn't really have any room to build out the rest of that yeah. roster. So they kind of just were kind of backed into a corner, so where they had to shake things up. Otherwise, it was honestly just doing the same thing over and over again and trying to find some random role Oh, I know a team that does there. that. I know a team that does that that's trying to do that here again here pretty soon. It's just the same thing over and over and over, and their delusional-ass fan base just needs to let sleeping dogs lie and, and, and burn old bridges. Okay. <laughs> Your fan base? Your fan base? <laughs> No, we are not. Uh, we are not going through a uh, Groundhog Days of sorts for the last ten years. Um, it's just been a, uh, uh, a, a a what do you say? I think a, we're I, both doing Groundhogs just in different yeah, senses. Dude. Yeah, but at least I'm not delusional. <laughs> at least I'm not delusional. That I think that's what it really comes down to. Is is all the cheese that the cheese is starting to get to your head? Too much dairy mm. all up there. You guys start to it starts to ooze out of your ears and shit, mm. and it just it clouds your judgment. It clouds your mm. judgment. I didn't. I mean. The delusion is evident. Things happen, my man. I understand. I get it. I know you got to be passionate about your team, but at least we know we suck. At least we know our coaching staff was terrible. At least we know we're never gonna make it. Like at least we have come to terms. At least we, we don't just think we're winning the team. Doing that, we think we're going to the Super Bowl every year and just get our hearts ripped out and we have to cry and burn all of our jerseys. And then one month later, all of a sudden, when Aaron Rodgers does some stupid ass press conference, then all of a sudden we're back on the horse again and our Packers are going to the Super Bowl. And here we go, the best team in the NFC North, the worst division in football, but they play a good regular season and they're gonna find themselves in the playoff. And I'll sip my tea because I still play great teams in the playoffs and get our ass fucking kicked. 
So either way, I think you're just. I think you just see yourself getting owned again for another three years, and you're. You know, I I could I could care less. You're not gonna wait. You're gonna do the same fucking shit you've been doing over and over again. You ain't winning no Super Bowls. You ain't doing the same thing. It's just the Super Bowl. Then what is the point? What is the point? I mean, what are we trying point? to do that? Sure, what is of the course. Point? What is the point? What is the point? What is the point? Because the point all, all you're doing, he said he's not coming back. If it, if it is rebuild, he will not come back. And that is the only thing you can possibly can do. Like, what are, what are you What are you, what are you doing? They can move stuff around. There's already been people talking. They can move stuff around. They can franchise Devontae. They can essentially bring back almost the exact same team again. You've done year. that the last five years. What What else What else is that? I get what it, man. It's still, it's still our championship chances are not going to be higher with any type because of Because you can beat the NFC North, and that's it. Okay. That's it. That's it. It's better than what the fuck you got going on every I've, year. I've, I've, fine by me. One of these here days will get it going. Fine by me. I don't give a damn. And then before you know it, when you got to go down to the deep because you ain't got no MVP level quarterback for the last decade, I just can't wait. That look is what gets me every time because all you've ever known is MVP level quarterbacking, and I can't wait until it just gets ripped out from underneath you and you got to come and fucking enjoy losing football with the rest of us. I can't wait. Can't wait. We'll see. No, we want we will know. We is what when yeah. Okay. Ain't no we'll see. We will know. Gosh, I can't wait. I can't wait till he just retires. I can't wait till he just retires and you have no leg to stand on. Cuz it's only Aaron Rodgers number 12 is the only leg you have to stand on. Period. Deny it. Okay. Deny it. You can't. You can't. Well, he's coming back, so... He ain't coming back. He ain't coming back. You're delusional. Uh, He's coming back this next year, I'm telling you right now. He ain't coming back. He ain't coming... For what? For what? To to lose another bullshit? To lose another... He ain't coming back. He ain't coming back. There ain't no way. Oh, Mags. And then, okay, so we'll pin this, and then... What was it? January... 13, whatever the hell they got bounced, we'll remember that. And then we'll have mm. a week of sulking and sorrows and you know, all that shit. And then you'll come back from the dead and everything will be all right. And then you'll say he's coming back for another year and we'll refranchise Dag Devontae and give him another eight-year deal. And we'll bring back old, old Aaron. We'll bring back old uh, A.J. Dillon. We'll, we'll bring back the whole team. And then we'll go on another Super Bowl run, but we won't make it. We'll just we'll just, we'll just do it again. But we'll do another one for the Gipper one more time. We can do it. Let's. What, what are you going to do? 2025, 2030? You want to call me delusional about the Super Bowl, you can. But uh, all that that sounds like is uh your team's gonna suck for as long as that happens i mean like what's the point of just like like winning the regular season like whoopee what's the point you of beat losing the nfc year north you beat the nfc north like whoopee whoopee and like <laughs> then you play good fucking teams and then you del- you look fucking delusional you, your team looks as delusional as your fan base okay okay clearly not gonna agree to disagree on this fucking part huh we ain't gonna go anywhere because you just you ain't you're staunch on that. You ain't you ain't coming off of that. You guys are going as to far Super as Bowl what? again this year. Aaron Rodgers coming back. You're going Super Bowl in 2023. I didn't say Super Bowl. I said he's coming back. So what is the point? Obviously, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, are we trying to do that? And so I you know it. You it? know sure. it. You know it. You know it's know not what? possible. You know if he comes back, it's gonna be another kick say in the fucking possible. dick, and you can't no, say it. We just you had can't a say it. That guy just got to the bottom of it. I just got to the bottom of it. That you know it would be a shit show if he comes back. It's gonna be the same fucking shit. Obviously, shit that's show. what we. Thirteen tra- wins. Obviously, we want to get to the Super Bowl, but if we just get crushed again, like that's okay, no big deal. Like, come on. Come on! I want best chances of winning the Super Bowl, and coming back gives us the best chance of winning the Super Bowl. Well, I don't think you're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he comes back, that gives us the best chances. 
Because if he doesn't, we're at zero. I don't want to have a, a team well, that has a zero percent chance. Well, you'll see zero very soon. You'll see zero very soon. I don't think soon, it's gonna be next week. I can't we just wait had a team that only issue was special caliber. teams, special teams, and we just hired a guy that uh, is beloved as a special teams coordinator, and he's gonna make us at least fundamentally competent, and not have us uh, catastrophes, not having us uh, with the worst starting field percentage or uh, position in the damn league. That's what you think. Offense going to get an extra 10 yards of uh, field position. Okay, I did is what I think. He could slide up to Lambeau Field, and that old cold weather makes his fucking brain short circuit. He has been with hot weather teams (laughs) for the last fucking two decades, Papa. So maybe look into that shit. Maybe he don't like the cold weather. Maybe he doesn't know how to coach in the cold weather. Mm. Think about it. Think about the last time you've been out in negative degree weather. Your brain don't work very well. Don't get to cooking. Don't get to slipping. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That's what I'm seeing, dude. I'm, I'm seeing that you'll just you sure go on your run have your fun all the Packers fans we're the best team ever oh Aaron Rodgers oh everybody oh we love Lambeau Field we are the best ever Woo-hoo-woo. oh we got crushed again and then after that gets done then I'm just very gonna be intrigued with the next two to 50 years are gonna look like for the Green Bay Packers franchise and how loyal that fan base is gonna be without MVP quarterback play I'm very interested to see that because be you're not going to be able to make that face. You're not going to be able to make that face time and time again. I ain't again going anywhere. In a couple of years. Okay. 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 We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Talk hey. to me about we'll see. We hey, because because we ain't we ain't going. Hey, because we ain't going anywhere from here. So maybe hey, who knows? We ain't going anywhere from here. Yeah, so and owning the five years down the road. Fun. I promise, it's really fun. Okay. Hey, I'm good gonna, for you. I want that Good every for single you. Year. That doesn't like I don't I like don't fucking wake up in the morning and brush my teeth with NFC North to have to like get me through my fucking day. So like it doesn't stab <laughs> me in the heart that we don't fucking win the NFC. Like I don't care. Like you understand, Mags? Like. I am a fan of the Chicago Cubs. I'm a fan of the Chicago Bears. All I know is losing, so when we win, it's fucking terrific. So anything you can say about losing or being a shitty team, it doesn't impact me. It doesn't at all. But when I say the Packers are going to be losers, it's going to be some nonsense. It's going to be bullshit. It really, really hurts to feel that, to like, damn, come to terms with reality for a minute. But hey, I understand. It's hard to, it's hard to grip. It's hard to feel. It's hard. I, I get it. I get it. For sure, dude. I'm sure having <laughs> no hope, no hope from day one. I'm sure that's a ton of fun, dude. I'm sure that's a ton I have of plenty fun. of hope on day one, and then day two, it's all out uh, the window. Just said, what you said <laughs> sounded pretty fucking hopeless, if you ask me. No, day said. one is terrific. Day one is terrific, and then day oh, two, sorry, I'm just back day to seven. Earth. About day seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I accept your apology. Thank you for apologizing <laughs> to arguing me this whole time. Thank you for finally owning up for your side of being completely wrong here. Thank you, Mags. I appreciate back, it. He's coming back. <laughs> we haven't got on a good one of those in a while. I yield back, dude. We haven't got on a good one of those in a while. That was a really I, good one. I don't. I, I, I'm done putting that. I don't want to put the night. I do. Yeah, I'm hundred percent out. Coming I'm gonna, back. I, I, I don't. Do I yeah. That, that we just went down to that rabbit. I I honestly have no fucking clue. I have no fucking clue whatsoever. <laughs> like I I keep seeing shit. Like like yeah. All I know is like he's not coming back if they're rebuilding. And but like all fucking Packers fans can say is that oh they're gonna franchise tag Devontae. They're gonna bring back MVS. They're gonna bring back Lazar. They're gonna bring back Bobby Tanya. They're gonna sign both running backs. They're gonna have their entire offensive line. Everybody's coming back. No worries. No harms. No foul. That defense is playing great. Rich Asiata. Bing. Pow. Boom. Pow. Super. So that's all I can see. So I don't, I, the media is talking one way and other experts are talking one way. And then Green Bay Packers fans and the Green Bay Packers organization, all four of those people are talking all differently. So I really have no fucking idea what's going on. It's like, tough I, to judge. I, I got know. my personal stance, though. Yeah, I, well, clearly. Clearly. As do I. But 
I don't give a fuck, dude. At the end of the day, too, like I got no fucking leg to stand on until I can. We can win fucking eight games in a season consistently. I, you know, your little fucking uh, five hundred records just don't really get the job done. So, <laughs> there you go. There you have it. I digress. Bears versus Packers. That'll do it. All right. Um, outside of that, uh, partner, we got. So, uh, yeah, just uh, Lewis Riddick last worked in the NFL as Eagles director of player per, uh, pro personnel in 2013. So it's been about okay. eight years, but okay, yeah, you know. but still solid, like solid kind of like step up for sure into the GM role from there. So I, I mean, I think he would be solid for the Steelers for sure. That's that's really interesting. So we'll yeah. have to. Uh, we'll he's got a lot of scouting scouting experience before that too. For sure. We'll have to stay up to date, see what the hell goes down with the old Stillers and Lewis Riddick. But uh, speaking of going down, uh, season two, episode number 10 of the Wise Words podcast goes down tomorrow, the season finale. Uh, and then, as always, we'll take a week off. So just while it's on the top of my mind here, uh, we will drop season two, episode 10 uh, tomorrow, Wednesday the 9th at 12 p.m. Central. And then the 16th, no show and then the 23rd, we will kick off Season 3, Episode 1. We do have our guest, not officially secured, but just kind of like a verbal, yeah, like, because he was, uh, he's actually out at the Super Bowl right now. And it's not anybody right. that we typically connect with, nobody that we've uh, connected with in the past, a little bit via Twitter, but nobody on the show here. So um, went back and forth with him a little bit. We were going to actually have him on this week, and it just got back and forth where he was going to have to be maybe in his car or doing something and on the phone and in between a show and this. And I'm like, ah, don't do that to yourself. Fuck right. that. Like, hey, you got more important shit to worry about. We'll, we'll, we'll sign you up later. So 23rd season three, episode one will be dropping. Um, outside of that, uh, cup of Joe on campus. Uh, you know, the drill there. We'll, we'll have that on Saturday as always 830 AM central. Um, we'll probably have, uh, the D'Amico's on pretty soon again. Uh, if you see me always commenting back and forth with uncle Joey on Twitter, uh, we will probably have them on very, very soon. Probably not this upcoming weekend, but the weekend after seems like a solid little date for us. So we'll go back and forth with them. We'll have them back on again. That's always a blast on Saturday mornings. Cup of Joe on campus with those two uncle Joey and aunt D have a blast and a half uh outside of that partner anything uh anything else major before i send us on out of here uh minor major kind of a interesting move if you're connected to the nfl giants are finalizing deal to hire former ravens dc wink martindale as really? their dc yeah wow interesting move i That's don't know really Giants could be. I don't, I'm not saying Giants are going to win the damn NFC East, but uh, if the bowl is who we think he is, and uh, that defense gets back to where they were before the wheels fell off this past year, they might be scrappy next year too. Well, Wink Martindale ain't no dumbass, so he's got to see that. He's been around in the league for a long, right. long, long, long time, so he's got to see something down there to leave the Ravens, a perennially playoff caliber team and then go down to the Giants in the NFC least, for crying out loud, and try and turn around a program, I think he sees something. I think I don't think you're too far off. Um, I'm really excited to see what DeBold does down there, honestly, too. Like, what, what he does from the offensive perspective, like who he brings in, if he just calls the plays, what the hell is all going to happen? I'm, I'm excited to see what the Giants do, man. I, I really am. I mean, they're a fun team to watch. The NFL is better when the Giants are good, but who knows? Honestly, I, it has to be, like, Daniel Jones, Saquon, their receiving core. If if they ain't, yep. obviously it's tough to do it in year one, but if you ain't showing signs of life in year one with Brian DeBall, 
Um, it's probably time to uh, restructure what you got on your offense there, I would say myself. Yeah, I would say it's probably not your coaching staff. It's probably your front office picked the wrong fucking guys. Probably not a good situation. But, but who am I? Uh, Jason Garrett, Freddie Kitchens, up to uh, Brian DeBull. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy on the improvement aspect of the old New York Giants next year. Yeah, I'd make a sizable wager for sure. I'd make a sizable wager for sure. Definitely step up from those two previously mentioned fellas. But I digress. I digress. Can't wait. (laughs) Can't wait either. All right. There you go. There you have it. Uh, That sure seems like an episode of the TTL pod. Minus motivation minutes. Don't you worry. I got us all covered. Uh, You're looking for everything TTL in between? Stop by TalkingTheLine.com or the link tree in this episode's description, and you will find it all. But for now, excuse me, let's wrap up today's show. Final segment of the day, my Motivation Minutes. Now, I tweeted a little something out yesterday. Uh, it was actually last night. It was late last night if you uh, guys weren't up and maybe you didn't see it first thing this morning. Um, it was Odell Beckham, and he was on the uh, press stand, and his boy, my boy, our boy, Jarvis Landry, pops into his um, his presser and starts asking him questions. And you can see, bro, and it just, first things first, like anybody who's now, it solidified it for me. Like, I, w- I never threw shade at OBJ at all. Mm-hmm. And then to see him light up as soon as he heard his voice and, like, like it was almost like he was a kid in college again. To see him, him light up like that, I was like, yeah, that, that, that dude's a real-ass motherfucker. And then Jarvis said, you talked about tattoos, and you got this specific tattoo that I really love, and... I watched his face do something that just made me realize, like, damn, this motherfucker's a deep, connected dude. And he he closed his eyes for a minute and paused, and, like, he knew exactly where Jarvis was about to go. And I said, damn. I listened to it, and I said, whoa, this is Motivation Minutes for tomorrow. We got to have a little perspective on this. So Odell Beckham has this tattoo, this quote uh, that is a tattoo on him, and it says, The ultimate measure of a man isn't where he stands in a moment of comfort and convenience, but where he stands in the times of challenge and controversy. (laughs) Like, holy shit. I mean... I talk about it all the time, guys, and and walking through that hallway and battling challenges and battling adversity. And all all of that is what is the most important part. I talk about not worrying about your future gifts that are coming and worrying about this present gift, this present moment, and, and not worrying about getting too far ahead of yourselves. And that, I mean, that just solidifies it. Those moments are comfortable. Those moments are convenient. Those things are so easy. Working your nine to five is so easy. Falling in line with the crowd and just going into, it's so easy. You're the same dull, lifeless human being, in my opinion. Sorry if that hurts your feelings, but very rarely can you accurately measure a man or a woman for that, for that being by them being in a comfortable, clear, concise Rainbows and puppy dog situation. Now, you take that man or woman and stick them into fire and fucking brimstone. I bet your ass you're going to find out who that person is real quick, fast, and in a hurry. It's in those challenges and trials and controversies and tribulations that the real version of a man or woman shows. And you should strive in those moments 
to be the best version of you that you can be. Those that happy-go-lucky, that all oh, everything. You should be that in every single damn moment you find yourself in. And if you're not, you know the changes you need to make. It's that simple. It simply is. Now, I wanted to build on that a little bit. So first quote, obviously, the ultimate measure of a man isn't where he stands in a moment of comfort and convenience, but where he stands in the times of challenge and controversy. And I also wanted to, because it kind of segued perfect into my quote of the month, and the quote of the month this month is either you run the day or the day runs you. Either you run the day or the day runs you. And I mean, what that, spe that speaks volumes to me. That speaks to me that the only option is to persevere. The only option is to throw these motherfuckers the blades. The only option is to stand on the battlefield, watch the flaming arrows flying across the damn thing, and snatch them out of the air and start breaking them over your knee one at a time. That is the only option. Because if you do not make the conscious effort to rule this day, control this day, make it your own, it's just going to send you through the ringer. And before you know it, you're going to be chasing your own ass. And then you're going to be into tomorrow and next week and next month and next year. And then you're going to be living a shitty life. And that's not what you want. You want to be living the best life possible. You want to be fulfilled. You want to be in the moment. You want to be doing everything that makes you the best version of you. And my friends, that starts by taking every day one moment at a time and choosing to ro rule every moment. Impose your will. Do what you want to do. Don't conform to others. Do what makes you happy. Rule this day. Run this day or else it will run you, my friends. And one final thing I wanted to kind of mention and you can kind of apply and I've talked it in the past is, is my five P's. And it's something really to think about as you go through these moments, these times of challenge, these times of, of trial, of controversy, and it's five simple things to remember. Presence, peace, patience, perseverance, and perspective. If you can apply those five things to every situation you find yourself in, I promise you will start to get your inside right and the outside will follow along. And when you get into those moments of challenge and controversy when you used to and your fucking head about fly off your damn body, you can come to the center. You know who you are and whose you are and what you're meant to be and how you can handle yourself. So my friends, one more time, the ultimate measure of a man isn't where he stands in a moment of comfort and convenience, but where he stands in the times of challenge and controversy. And either you run the day or the day runs you. And that does it for my motivation minutes of the day. I love how you started it, my man. Uh, OBJ gets too much of a, uh, too much bullshit coming his way, man, that he doesn't mm. deserve for sure. Mm-hmm. And I... I resonate with a lot of that shit, like how I told you about Aaron Rodgers. Not to back on this shit, but the last time I saw him walk off Lambeau Field, like I, I, I resonate with how he was taking that moment in. He truly did not know, and I truly still believe he doesn't know, but he truly did not know if he was going to be walking into the confines of Lambeau Field, and you could see that in his eyes as he stopped. He stopped, and he embraced the power of now, something he has talked about multiple times on the Pat McAfee Show and took in every single ounce of everything that he could in that. And that's something I can hugely, uh, hugely uh, resonate with. So, I mean, and it's something that I see in OBJ, too, is, is where I was going with that. And, and some of the shit that I saw in the mannerisms, the things that how he was reacting last night, like, 
that's a real-ass motherfucker, and he just gets some bullshit because of, like, yo, I was a hothead, too, at one point in time. You know what? Yeah, at some point in time, I probably threw a fucking helmet. I didn't I didn't kick a field goal post or a fucking field goal thing, but I, I, I probably threw a helmet. I probably fucking threw a bat. I did some shit. I know I did, so fuck that shit, bro. Who cares? I'm all about OBJ, especially after that shit I heard last night. I'm all about OBJ, so there you go. There you have it officially. My motivation minutes of the day. Okay, partner. Anything else came across the screen before we get on up and get on out? I do not believe so, my man. We didn't talk about it at all. Illinois-Purdue, biggest, uh, probably the biggest matchup of the damn night tonight. Uh, we can't bet on it, so that's probably why we didn't even think about it. But yep, uh, yep, catch yep. up six on the road, dude. Uh, real quick before we go, is that too many points for our boys? Purdue's been a wagon and a half, but if anybody can step up, it's going to be Kofi against them big boys. <laughs> And, he fouled uh, out last time, dude. He fouled yeah, out. Yeah, if he stays clean, if he stays clean, then we're good. If he stays clean, that's too many doggone points, and I think that's why. That's probably why we're getting the spread we're getting. He's got to stay clean, and we got to shoot good from around the perimeter. If, if we do that, then we're good. We're good. I say we cover that with ease. I say this is a uh, – we might not win it, but I think we covered this bad boy with ease. I take the six I and a half. I take the points. I take the points. Sure enough. Well, there you go. We can't bet it, but if you can, hammer in the Illinois Fighting Illini plus six and a half for the last unofficial best bet of the day. But for now, my friends – Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide, for myself and Mags. Thank you so much for choosing to stop by episode number, uh, oh, almost said one, Jimmy Christmas, 219 of the Talking the Line podcast. Can't believe it's already been 219. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for all of your likes, your follows, your shares, your subscriptions, your views, your retweets, your comments, everything in between. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our hearts, you allow us to keep chasing the stream and passion every day. And because of you, we will have some big, big announcements rolling out sooner rather than later. But for now, we bid you adieu, and we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Tuesday, unless you have any other plans. Make sure you get all of today's best bets locked in so you can stay right alongside of us at the end of every single piece of content we do. Let's cash some tickets.